my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Grounds Crew. I'm your host, Josh Gerson, along with my co-host, Bill Rom. What's up, guys? And... Before we get started, as always, make sure you like and subscribe. Toss us a review. We appreciate the support. Um, I'm very excited. It's finally time. It has happened. Shohei Otani had a phenomenal start. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably the best start of his career. He, We've been talking about it. His, he, he said that his accuracy was at a 5 out of 100, and I would say he was probably closer to a 90 uh, on Tuesday for his start against the Astros. Unfortunately, he did not get the win. But he did shove seven innings pitched, four hits, one walk, and ten strikeouts. Bill, what do you think? Uh, I literally last week's podcast we were talking and we said he's gonna yep. eventually have one of these like stupid lines where he strikes out 10, 10 15 guys mm-hmm. and hits. Uh, the hitting wasn't there. Yeah, I think he went one for four in this game. Uh, the big piece that he had coming out of this game was Otani gets pulled from his start. And instead of leaving the game, as per mere mortals who just pitched an mm-hmm. entire game, yep. they were like, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. Just go right out to right field. We need your bat in the we, lineup. We need you to stay in the yeah. lineup. We need you to stay on defense because you're an absolute legend human. Um, yeah, I, again, it, it, it's a step forward for his pitching. Mm-hmm. His bat has been there. We've discussed the bat a lot. Uh, if, if, if this is what he starts pitching – then, then they're actually going to be able to win some games. Because yeah. the, the challenge that they have right now, I know Rendon's been up and down from an injury standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been difficult for him to get in the lineup and for them to find some stuff. Yep. They have to do something where they trade for a pitcher. I, we've talked about this a number of times yeah. in past episodes. The, the Angels have two of the top five players in baseball right now mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And they are not winning a ton of games. No. Like what's, their, what's their overall record right now? 16 and 19. What is it? 16 and 19. 16 and 19 is like, how are you 16 and 19? Yeah. You know, like, that's way, like, with how good. I'm sorry, 16 and 20. That was as of Wednesday. So 16 and 20. 20, They're they're losing games. It's like literally Trout and Otani are doing everything they possibly can. Mm -hmm. And they've been great there, but the team sucks. Yeah. They just can't put it all together. And even Shohei's start, like, he got them seven scoreless innings. They get to the bullpen. They gave up five runs, and they lost. Yeah. It's it's tough. And, and I think he – yeah, they need to make a move. And, and on the flip side, though, like they have had some – like their their lineup has had some guys stepping up and hitting well, which has definitely kept them in the hunt. Um, but the fact that they're just like like an easy game like that – And where typically you have, if Otani does this, they're going to win more times than they lose. Yes. Right, even even Jacob Degrom starts. They win a bunch. Yeah. Right, even if he doesn't himself get the win. Yeah. You know, so like I'd have to assume that they're gonna get it. Again, when Rendon comes back, they'll have even more offense. Uh, so, the funniest thing that's now happens. Mm-hmm. We obviously were were very much on on the Otani train From early 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 on early. earlier than most. Yep. I don't want to say that we were first. We were probably first, but like we were we were at least in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, before he even did anything wild. Yeah. Uh, but I've been playing, obviously, I mean, be the show came out. Yeah. I have an Xbox, so I haven't been able to play. Now I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the cards I pulled recently was I got an Otani that was like an 85 overall. Okay. And uh, that was after it got upgraded from like an 81. Kevin Durant, come to find out, yep. 
One, big show I Otani fan. Two, big MLB The Show fan. Like, yeah. out here talking about how he's going to have to move Trey Turner in order to get Otani. Yeah, I was like, kind of shocked. In his franchise. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. okay, KD, I see you. I see you. And that, like, we, we were all talking about it off camera. Like, KD definitely is that weird dude who has, like, four real friends. So, like, I see him, <laughs> I see him heavy being like, you know what I'm doing? Like, I have my username. Mm-hmm. Like, I got, I got my, I got my, my handle that I play with, and I'm just out here playing the show. I, I yep. imagine, like, Dietz, I imagine, has played against KD in, <laughs> in uh, NHL. Yep. Like, I know that they've played against each other, and Dietz has sat, sat there and talked, and KD sat there, like, stomping his foot, like, this sucks. Yep. But yeah, like, <laughs> K, it was, Katie's that low-key like sports kid just who just loves, plays every sports yeah, yeah, video yeah. game. Goes home immediately, throws a PS5. Because what else is he doing? Him. He's like, I, I I play basketball, I tweet about people yelling about me about basketball, and then I I play sports video games. That's it. That sounds like the KD experience. Yeah, in a nutshell, for sure. And I think the baseball world loved it that like basketball players were getting in on the show. Now I think that the show feels like it just has more chops this year just because it's everywhere now. because it's on both and systems, i love it. it really has yeah. brought open that more people are able to play it more people are excited about the little things mm-hmm. about it but listen like the, the real thing is baseball is more fun right now yeah and we've been talking about this now for a couple of weeks <clears throat> there's a lot of fun stuff there's a lot of interesting things happening in the game yeah and there just keeps being storyline after storyline after storyline mm-hmm. um the pitchers doing this <clears throat> walk off wins people showing up with different stuff like guys chirping at each other mm-hmm. um i i the the baltimore orioles tweeted uh at <laughs> at the at, at the mets mm-hmm. um be, because taiwan walker goes up puts the bat on his shoulder Three pitch strike at never really intense. selling that. Oh no, we definitely don't need a DH, we don't right? Need a DH. No, pitchers, why we need that? Pitchers need to bunt. He yeah, there. He got up there. He stood as far away in the box as he could. Bat on his shoulder, and, and he just, looked like ugh. he was even like, I don't even want to have to pick this up at all. Yep. Just please throw it over the plate. Three strikes, ninety-two, right down, right the, down middle. the middle. He's Go like, all right, cool, down. I'm done. <laughs> um, and, and even even they they tweeted and they're like, epic battle. Yep. Like this was a this was this was a hot one. Yep. And it's like. I, even the accounts are chirping and having fun time. So mm-hmm. like, the when when other athletes from other sports like everyone tweets when LeBron does something crazy in a game from multiple right. sports, right? Yep. The NFL when everybody on Sunday is watching and somebody goes out there mm-hmm. and catches a one-handed catch, like athletes from every sport are like, oh my god. Yep. When you watch a UFC fight and somebody gets knocked out, like everybody's mm-hmm. got emojis Absolutely. coming up. And UFC's like, a big one that I think you see the entire sports world sitting down for that. Baseball. Nothing. Nobody's paying now. Yeah, people are paying attention. Like, mm-hmm. like again, if Kevin Durant has gotten time that he's spending time on baseball, baseball is like extra cool right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm super hyped about I love that. It. Um, other big storylines. Uh, it's a big day today. It's a terrible day today if you're a Mets fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. today's a dark day. Yes. As as my wife would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark days only happen when. You know, things you really dreaded come to life. Yep. And there's nothing you can really do about it. And them. they come to life very quickly. Jared Kalenic. For those who don't know, he's the number four prospect in baseball. He, young buck, mm-hmm. drafted a few years ago. Uh, his, in 178 minor league games, he has a 293 batting average, 
369 on base percentage, 521 slugging. For those keeping track at home, uh, that puts him in about an 890 OPS in the minors as mm-hmm. a center fielder. Uh, he's making his debut tonight. Yeah. Uh, he's been hot to start in AAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks really good. He he's he's been called a a Mike Trout light. And why this is a bad day for Mets fans was this is the player that the Mets traded away for Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, and that's it. A bag of sand. Yep. Uh, on top of it, we also sent Justin Dunn. Justin Dunn, who's been a solid, if not spectacular, uh, starter for Only them. Only getting better. And then they threw on a bunch of other pieces. Gerson Batista, Anthony Swarzak, and the now-retired Jay Bruce. Um, I think when we traded, when we made that trade, I don't think anybody was really sold on it, honestly. As Edwin, soon as it happened, everybody was like, ooh. Yeah. Like an old Robinson Cano and then like Edwin Diaz, great. Ended up that season, he wasn't very solid, so that wow. trade looked even worse. Um, I think the hope, though, also when we traded for Cano was, yeah, he would stay at second base, mm-hmm. but then maybe he'd slide to first. Mm-hmm. And then that obviously completely got deleted by Pete Alonso and Dom Smith, where they're yep. like, no, sir, Mm-mm. you won't ever play first here. Yep. Um, thankfully, he cheated and did steroids again for the umpteenth time, so the yep. Mets... The Mets don't have to have You're him on the team. Save some money and go get some actual players. Uh, do you like? At what point in time will this be the worst trade in Mets history? When Jared Kalenic gets the Rookie of the Year. So you think Rookie of the Year, you're, you're signed on. Because right now, like since Edwin Diaz had that terrible year. Mm-hmm. He's definitely played better. He's been, yes. he's, he's been the th- top three in terms of reliever arms in MLB since that abomination first year. Mm-hmm. So last year and this year, top three reliever. Uh, has nasty stuff, dominating, and we're, I think, with a good Mets team this year, mm-hmm. currently leading their division, going to be in some high leverage games. Yep. His value will show up more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if the Mets win the World Series this year... Then it's a big, different story. Big if, big yes. if, right? Then it's a different big story. If. If the Mets win the World Series this year and Edwin Diaz is the best closer in baseball, top mm-hmm. three closer in baseball, um, but Kalenic wins Rookie of the Year and Justin Dunn is a is a Stephen Matz level starter mm-hmm. in the MLB, it's a different story. The really the the question is like when Edwin gets into the big situations, does he deliver? And then I'll say, okay, then it was a good trade. Then it was worth it. Because at the, up to that point, we didn't have anybody that was even remotely his caliber. I think we had, like, Jars Familia was, like, the closest thing we had. And he'd been off the level he was at for a while. Um, but I could also see, like... Would Kalenic be playing for the Mets right now? Probably, yes. We had Where? A, we had a hole at center field. But, like, do you think he'd actually play center field? I think so. That's that was the problem with the Mets, and like you're seeing it right now. Like Pilar's getting a ton of time and like doing a great job. I think once Nimmo got hurt, that would have been a moment where they're like, "All right, we're gonna bring up Kalenic." Right, because but then he's you're gonna stud. you were gonna run into even with the Mets right now, and I think that regardless of, I, I don't think they got the value for Kalenic that you would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Uh, it it's gonna be hard for me. Like I don't expect Kalenic to come up and be Tatis, mm-hmm. right? And I don't expect him to be Acuna and all these other guys. He could be a really solid center fielder, mm-hmm. right? Come up, bat 275, hit 20 home runs this mm-hmm. year. 
right? If that happens, he is close to a rookie of the year candidate. Right. Probably wouldn't win it, but he'd be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But that level of center fielder, would he actually have played for the Mets last year or this year? And I'd tell you that honestly, the answer would be no. Last year, probably not. But this year, I don't think he would play even if he, even with the injury to Nemo, mm-hmm. because you have a situation where Pilar is playing. But if you brought Kalenic up, but I'm saying like I don't think they signed Pilar then if if Kalenic's like getting into yeah, Triple yeah, A like. And then again, I, I I disagree, because I, I why would they? Because you burn options, mm-hmm. right? And my question to you is: at their best this season, would you rather have Dom Smith? Nimo Conforto, or would you rather have Nimo Kalenic Conforto? If they're playing like at their best. If they're playing at the, each of their best. Probably the first one. So then just because I, I want Don Smith in the lineup. But so then the Mets wouldn't be able to play Kalenic, mm-hmm. and inherently then the value for him to the Mets right this second isn't mm-hmm. fully there. Yeah. So what we're going to end up having happen is Edwin Diaz is going to have been. A good closer for us last year, mm-hmm. a great closer for us this year, and by the time next year comes around where maybe Kalenic would be in that situation where the Mets could find time for him in the mm-hmm. lineup, what's the what would they have missed? If they win the World Series this year, it was a it was a fine trade, even yeah. if it ends up being that Kalenic is a multiple time also. So let me ask you this. If Kalenic's still in the in the system, yeah. is Conforto re signed? Yes. Yeah. Just because I think it, Conforto's peak of who he is, and again, like people can disagree with me on, on the mm-hmm. on the value of Conforto, I think Conforto for who he is is going to be an undervalued asset for no matter what he asks for. Yeah. We've talked about it this multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think Conforto with, with when his bat and he's protected well in the lineup and his bat is find it like in its groove. Mm-hmm. He's and he's heating up too right now. Conforto is a, a top. 40 bat in baseball. Okay. And if he's a top 40 bat in baseball across any level of positions, mm. like, why wouldn't you resign that guy? Mm. The guy who I think is more who might not get resigned would be Nimmo. Yeah. I could see Nimmo moving to a different, like, team mm-hmm. to be a full time right fielder, left fielder mm-hmm. for somebody else. Um, where he maybe goes to a team that's a bad team, and he becomes their their spark plug best player. Right. Because I think he's an undervalued defensive player, mm-hmm. uh, and his bat doesn't have home run pop in it, but has slugging in it. Yeah. Um, so I would say that that Nimmo's the guy who I think would move. Uh, the only other thing that I think that's going to happen next year that would allow Kalenic to play next year in the Mets li- lineup mm-hmm. uh, is that Dom Smith's going to be able to play either first base or DH. Yeah. Because that's I, huge. This it's is going to be. Yeah, yep. I, I can't. There's too much that everybody's looking at this. Like this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'll show the Taiwan, Taiwan Walker. Walker. Yep. Right. Like I'll show that every day. Like this is Exhibit A, guys. Because <laughs> somebody else made the case in the Mets the, when the Mets were playing um, against. I think it might have been the Diamondbacks. No, it was it was the Orioles, uh, and it was Means and Stroman were going against each other. Right. And you had a situation where. They came up. They had guys on base. They had to put means down. Mm-hmm. Guy comes in. They see guy come in. Stroman gets taken out for a lefty. Mm-hmm. They take that guy out, burn him, and put in another position player. Right. So that like strategy of the game goes away. Mm-hmm. And 
the Met, like uh, like Roas is talking. Oh, that 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 sounds like I grew up on this game. This mm-hmm. is the style. This is the thing. Mm. Guys, like this is a thing that happens occasionally. That's yeah. fine. But you know what? If we had a DH this whole time, we probably wouldn't have that situation. But fans would be more entertained. Yep. They're not entertained by your chess match between two managers. Yep. Right? Like, I like that you guys have the ability to know to do that. But, like, no manager's really messing it up too much. People aren't people aren't coming to the game to see you guys make a double switch. Yeah. Like, to, 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 <laughs> to, and burning the big position yeah. players. Like, nah, yo, that's, that ain't it. Miss me with it. So I, I think they're going to get to the DH. And if when they do that, then there's going to be an outfield position opened up. Yep. Um, but to me, the Kalenic trade is a travesty mm-hmm. if he is like Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. If he comes out and he's electric hurt. and he lights them up mm-hmm. and like all they sudden- have a good young core because they're <clears throat> also bringing up at the same time making his debut, same game. Um, this guy Logan Gilbert, who's MLB's number twenty-eight prospect. Um, he, had, he had a two one three ERA uh, in 2019, which was his only year in the minors. Uh, 165 Ks and 33 walks. Um, and in the 17 years that MLB has been doing like rankings like this, the MLB pipeline. MLB pipeline, yes. Um, no, no two like top 100 prospects have come up in the same thing. And they have Kyle Lewis, AL Rookie of the Year last year. Like they have a good core there. Justin Dunn. Like they have some of the pieces that like, okay, if Jared Kalenic is like a dude. Well, so this is layers of you're trying to hurt my heart a little bit. I know. I'm sorry. Because their young core is built predominantly on the fact that they have two former Mets New York prospects. Met drafts. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on top of that, the other players who went out for the Mets in that same bubble mm-hmm. have also looked good. Yep. In addition, we have talked on this show, and I think, I, again, might have been first people to say this, uh, the Indians mm-hmm. are currently twenty and fourteen. Yes, they're playing very and well. And their middle infield is got a lot of Mets feel to it. Yep. Um, and, and they've been able to reload and do some stuff. Ahmed Rosario last night, good for the kid. Happy mm-hmm. to see it. Yes. Walk off hit wins a game for mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, and young. I like we we talked about the Mariners. We thought the Mariners had a had a team that could be mm-hmm. something. Yep. They look like they're pushing all the chips in on, let's be pretty good, but very young. Yep. And I get lo- these guys' experience, and then by year three of their development, their studs, they've been around, and then we can go off. And do you feel? Do you feel like a team like the Mariners, like a quote unquote smaller market than New York, mm-hmm. that they get away with doing that a lot better? Yeah, I feel like they're a, a similar kind of setup as the Rays. Like they can kind of be small market, but develop guys and then have a solid team and go after like big towns. And the and the fans are cool with like, oh, you guys won eighty eight games three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You never made the playoffs. Fine. Yep. But you were good. Mm-hmm. And our young players are showing development. Yes. We know that we're about to have lasting success. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all Knicks fans everywhere. Yes. Knicks last night clinched it. Clinch a playoff berth. The, this Knicks team, to me, reminds me a lot of the former David Lee, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, like those. He's like, I know none of these players. Name dropping like random those, guys. <laughs> so those, those that Knicks team started to be really, really good. David Lee made an All Star team. Wilson Chandler was a former first round pick. Danilo Gallinari is now a twenty five million dollar a year player. 
He's mm-hmm. like a, he's been a, a a great player for numerous playoff teams. Uh, the the Knicks traded away a bunch after that team started to make progress and had mm-hmm. a lot of young core. Yep. And instead of just being happy with a growing team, they they let David Lee walk to sign Amari Stoudemire to a five year hundred million dollar contract, mm-hmm. and he had like a knee that was made out of like bubble wrap, and it popped. And he died like a year and a half later. Couldn't play anymore. Oh, like his whole thing fell apart. That's dark. Um, and the that team was forced to be good too quick, and they got three years, and then they were shitty again. Mm-hmm. And like that's the New York bubble. Yep. And like this Mets team, for the most part, is homegrown, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Or well scouted and traded for guys like yes. JD Davis who's been a really really solid pickup since they got him mm-hmm. was an underperforming former top prospect yep who the Mets have now figured out hey his bat's going to be plus his defense is going to be minus mm-hmm. but his bat's so plus that he's plus not minus yeah um i mean on like a Jacob DeGrom start you got DeGrom McNeil Alonzo Conforto Dom Smith so five of your nine are homegrown that's yeah. phenomenal yeah and then you have a guy like Taiwan Walker yep Right? Great pickup. Great right? pickup. But then you look at Villar and Pilar. Both yep. have been great Oh, my pieces. God. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> Did you hear the Mets tried to trade last year for Means? No, I didn't see that. So they tried to trade for him last year, when, okay. or uh, two years ago. And he was having, like, a bad season. Mm-hmm. And they tried to go chips in on him coming over. Okay. Because they were like, we see some stuff. We need, we need a lefty that's better than Steven Matz. <laughs> and it was... And it it was a clo- it, almost it almost happened, happened. and I think sadly for the Mets fans, but good for not Mets fans, mm-hmm. uh, the trade didn't go through. Yeah, but it looks like like whoever's doing the scouting and is pulling this stuff off, mm-hmm. doing a great job. Yeah, um, for those little those little things, but uh, that's Sandy. It's that's, really it's, it's Sandy. Sandy. Sandy's yeah. a stud. Sandy's he, doing it. Not even the active guy. Yeah. He, he, I think he sits at home and yep. he plays MLB The Show. And mm-hmm. Just is like, you know what? Let me try this trade in MLB The Show. See how it works out. Simulate a season. Hmm. That could be good. All right. <laughs> hey, pull this move off. If it doesn't do well, he goes, ah, it wasn't me. It was him. He's the what active movie GM. is that they use the, the Madden playbook in, in a football game? I don't remember what movie it was. But it was don't awesome. even know, but now I'm so excited. Dennis is over there like that movie doesn't exist. That was a dream. No, you it's had. definitely a movie. I don't. I don't know. Oh, I don't, it's the, I don't watch movies. It's so. the, you wouldn't know. That's yeah, right. he has yeah, no yeah, idea. If you talked fine. about Princess Bride, though, he's all yeah. he's in here. Dennis seems he knows to exactly five what's going on. His Princess Bride. One hundred percent loves loves the most recent Star Wars movies too. Oh, I know. He says Huge very fan. much clearly better Huge than every fan. other Star Wars yes, movie absolutely. ever. So he the 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 third one that just came out. Mm-hmm. He said that was the greatest piece of writing that we. He's I ever heard seen. that he thought Adam Driver's performance was like Oscar worthy. Well, he, no, that's, that's the only true statement. Oh, is it? And <laughs> you were trying you were trying to chirp, and I'm like, he actually did a good job. Yeah, he did do a good job. Anyone yeah. listens to my podcast knows my feelings. Ooh, shout yeah. out to Dennis's podcast. podcast. So this week in baseball, not a ton of stuff crazy happening. Mm-hmm. What is something that you hope to see kind of happen for a team? Like, who's a team that's been sitting on the fence who you look for? Who's a team? Because I know a couple of things that you've said that I think might be coming soon. Okay. A um, couple of things that I would. Because the one thing I think might happen soon that it's looking bad is the Trashnals are last. Yep. 
So oh, I've, you oh, have mentioned interesting. So very interesting that you're bringing this up. We were watching LB Network. I want to say it was like two or three days ago. Okay. And they um, they went on to that whole thing that we talked about with the Scherzer trade. They completely said everything we said. But they remember you heard it here first. We heard it here first. Um, but they were talking about other teams. Not I think we talked about the Angels with that. But they were talking about like the Yankees, maybe the A's, like people like that. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. But like, like we did cover that. They're going in the direction that we're thinking. Yep. Because, but like the team that I'd love to see it would be the Angels, mm-hmm. because he's still like Scherzer's still a really good player. Yep. Right, and he's not gonna he, he doesn't have to go there and be who he used to be mm-hmm. for the Nationals. But they just need some semblance of a pitcher. Yeah. And the Nationals. I just don't know if the Angels actually have enough to trade for him. What would you need for? I don't know. What, I, I could, like, so what would they actually want? to get out from underneath some of the money that they're paying Scherzer right now. So what I'm just going to use what the MLB guys said. Yeah. They they said that the way the Nationals would structure it, it would be kind of like a handshake deal like Scherzer. Go go we're going to trade you. We're going to try and get some crazy return for you and then next year we'll come you come back we'll sign you for like a one or two year deal. We'll go win a World Series cuz whatever the heck we got is going to be enough to push us over to the edge again. Yeah. Um which I I, I immediately I think that if the Nationals told him that they're lying to him. I don't know, but I don't think the Angels have enough. That would that would be like, okay, like we can get like two or three pieces from you for sure. So that's like, yes, that changes our game. I, that's just hard for me to imagine. Well, who would well, you, listen, who would the you Mets, send? The Mets traded away Kalenic for for Cano, so maybe yeah. you know, the, yeah. <laughs> there's this maybe maybe you can go out there. Who's the best? Who's the best minor league player that exists? Maybe you can get Scherzer for him. Yeah, and that's my thing. Like if yeah. you're the if you're the Angels at this point in time, like. Shoot your shot, man. Like, mm. trade away a couple of young dudes who you're not going to develop anyway. Yeah. Um, because who's the guy who replaced Pools? Uh, Walsh. Jared Walsh. Isn't Walsh crushing the ball? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has some crazy stats right now. Like, I think because we were talking about, like, where's where's Rendon at? And, he, like, he's hurt, obviously. Um, where, what is he doing? Yeah, he's been 328 with seven bombs, 41 hits, 16 runs, 29 ribbies. Uh, yeah, so he's he's been nine sixty six OPS. He's been a stud, and he played well last year, which is what got mm-hmm. to the point that Pujols was. So right. again, this goes back when Rendon comes back, they're gonna have a one two three four. Yeah, that can absolutely kill the ball because Otani's yep. now leading off because he's so damn fast. Yep. So like that that lineup one through four is gonna be substantial, especially with Rendon being there. Yeah. So like then the then the question becomes how do you push them over? I would trade away whatever I needed to to get Scherzer for this year mm-hmm. to make a run at the Angels going to a postseason mm-hmm. because then the hope is Scherzer we can sell you on staying in LA. Mm-hmm. Because if you see you hey, we have you Otani's become the truth. The Rendon's locked mm-hmm. in. Trout's locked in. Walsh is looking like a star. How old is Walsh? Walsh is. What the heck is this? Usually be the top of the line. Top of the line. It is, right? What the heck? I want to see. He's like. He's 27. 27, yeah. I was right? Say, so he's locked in, in his prime, ready to zone it up and be that guy. Yep. Like, Scherzer could. If I'm looking at that situation, why would Scherzer go back to the Nationals? What do they have that's better than the Angels? Offensively, like the Angels have a shot. At, like this is the best offense in baseball. On a on a any on a on certain days, yes, when you have everybody locked in. If, if Rendon four. if Rendon's there, I, I don't know a, a team who has four guys who are that good. Yeah, the only team that's even remotely got a a, a, a pairing for me that mm-hmm. even even scares me close 
is is uh, the Braves. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because Freeman can mash. Yeah. Right. So Freeman Acuna. Um, shoot, I don't know. Everybody. Well, again, I just yeah. put in a Acuna and yeah, Freeman. Freeman. Who I'm yeah. even talking about? Like those two together are really, really good hitters. Yeah. You have four of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a pitcher, you're gonna get runs. Yeah. And like then Otani stuff plays up, and we've been talking about. It. So like I think that the I think a Scherzer trade is definitely on the books mm-hmm. if they continue to struggle, and I think everybody in the whole in the whole division is now looking at it like the Mets look like they're running at sixty percent capacity, mm-hmm. and they're running away with the division already. Yep, and the, and that's the thing, and a lot of people have been talking about is that yes, they're already playing pretty well. They have they have guys coming back. Nimmo's coming back soon, and then on top of that, you're going to get Carrasco, Syndergaard. Like all of a sudden, at the same everyone's going to be like, all right, the Mets are good. Like we have to fight with them a little bit, and then all of a sudden they're going to kind of strong arm them because the the bullpen for them has been great. But so, so that, good, oh my god, and, and that and that again opens up for me just like looking at it and saying. How 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 do the Nationals hold on to old man Scherzer mm. when it you you really should just move him to a team that's looking to go now? If you're Scherzer, do you want to win a ring? I mean, I'd imagine. So if you're yeah. trying to get another ring on, on on your finger, then I think it comes down to who would be willing to put it. Who, who's going to be that team at mm-hmm. that time? Right. Who who has the ability to do it? But again, a, a, a strange team that's going to end up being a dark horse candidate to do some stuff might end up being these Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. because if you keep winning, right, and yeah. you keep doing it, you know, balance out your roster and put together what you're mm-hmm. going to have and go win a division. Yeah. And is there a top-line starter who's if, got a little bit Scherzer left? If Scherzer went to the Indians, that pitching rotation is immediately ridiculous. And, and that's what I'm ridiculous. saying. Ridiculous. Like, they, they look like they're scoring enough. The pitching staff is there. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 Cubs losing to them was a it was a, a big deal for the Cubbies, too. Yeah. Because they're now two games under 500. Mm-hmm. We're, we're coming up on 40 games Chris into Bryant's the season. Chris Bryant's got hurt, actually. So we're coming into 40 games into the season. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, Chris Bryant getting hurt is probably the worst thing that could happen to them. Yep. Because if you're going to be bad, you want to trade Chris Bryant and be bad. Yep. And get the pieces for him. Mm-hmm. But if he's hurt, you can't move him. Now you're stuck in this no man's land of not only are we not going to win anything this year, but we can't even move assets to to try to acquire anything. Right, and it's he, just a hit by a pitch, a little risk contusion, so nothing. So nothing crazy. Lasting, yeah. And he's batting 308 with nine home runs. Mm-hmm. Like he's having a year. Having a year. He is 17 million dollars right now. I think is yeah, the I number that he has. Yeah. So I think he was 17 million. He's a guy who, if the Cubs aren't winning, is he going to get moved? Because did they want to pay him next year $35 million? Probably not. I think they're... What's he going to ask for is a third baseman who's going to bop 35-plus home runs. Yeah. The trade deadline is going to be a Frisky whole... this year. Oh, my God. We're going to have to do a couple episodes on trade deadline. That's why I'm cause... saying I, right now it's kind of like... There's going to be shortstops moving all over the place, big-name pitchers, third baseman. Do you like... think a lot of shortstops get moved? Yes, absolutely. Just because they're like, we're not going to be able to resign I want to so... say at least two big-name guys. I could actually see the Cubs moving Javi because he's okay. going to be expensive. I don't know if that if they're going to, like, maybe they try to go resign him and not KB. Um, I think the Rockies, without a doubt, are moving story. I don't know where. It could be. I don't think it's going to be the Yankees, and a lot of people were saying that. I, don't, I think the Yankees are going to go after Seager in the offseason. Um, but I would say at least two guys for sure. If they go after Seager, where, where does uh, Glaber go? Glaber swings over to second or third or some other team. How does, tra- is he traded? He's, he might be in that trade. That is wild. Yeah. That you even say that 
And a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. Jay Shap and a whole bunch of other Yankee fans are like, this dude is going to be MVP of the league. Yeah. And we went from this guy's MVP of the league of, now nah, we, we, we would include him for, for a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. And I actually love that trade if they could make that happen for the Dodgers. Yeah. I because that would make them cheap again at shortstop, not lose so much that it's debilitating to what's already a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. And you get to reset your, your, your financial structure overnight. Yep. And, and not lose too much. That's actually really interesting. I wish teams did stuff like that more. I don't know what, because uh, they just re-signed Justin Turner, right? Right, but Justin Turner, then you go on top of the fact that they just gave $40 million to Bauer. Bauer. Right, like four mil for two years. So here's another interesting thing: if they trade, if Seager's going to be more than just Glaber straight up, maybe it's Glaber and Duhar, and then they have their their backup third baseman for when Turner's done the following season, and then he's probably pretty cheap too. And then you're back to uh, this cheap left side of the infield, and you can kind of work with that. And, the, and they're also very young. What's the deal with Bo Bichette? Bo Bichette's going to be in Toronto for a while. He's probably still on his rookie deal, whatever. Whatever the uh, whatever control they have over him right now, um, he wasn't a rookie last year though, was he? No, no. I think he was, that was his second year. So this is year three. Yeah. So he starts coming into. He's got three years after this. That that's a that's another thing. Like that team looks good. Mm-hmm. Could they be a team that goes after somebody else? Yeah, because they've already spent a bunch of money, and they, if they if their guys are turning up, and they oh totally forgot Carlos Correa is a free agent as well. And Correa, it, I think is mm, gonna gonna Correa's struggle gonna, on the market. Yeah, he, so he he's an interesting one because he, talent he's there, yep. but I think there's a lot of other things that teams might shy away from just on from his like issues yep. with around the league. Yep. Um, and I know just based on what Houston already offered him, I think it was like six years, 180 or something like that, probably less, 160 maybe, and he laughed in their face at that number. And that's the thing is I, I don't know, like now looking back at him laughing, like when's the last time he was good? I mean, listen, he's he's won a World Series. Like, Yeah, but you got to throw that like, stuff away, right? He's, a, he's like – he. Number-wise, it probably last, doesn't show how good he is. In his last four years from an OPS standpoint, mm-hmm. we've got this year at 725, last year at 709, then 926, which was a great year in 2019, mm-hmm. and then 728 in 2018. So when we really this, – this is also like the thing that like teams and people and guys have to think about with a guy like Tatis. Yeah. Is like Correa was Tatis. Mm-hmm. And he was he let me crush the ball everywhere. Got big power. I'm young. I'm exciting. But that was all you ever were. You didn't grow. There wasn't mm-hmm. progression. Yeah. There was a little bit of regression because you mm-hmm. get bored. Yeah. Like, I feel like a guy who like can't get better. He's always been this good naturally. Mm-hmm. Is he still working to push the needle forward? Um, well, so that's why. I, I think he probably just wants out of Houston. Honestly, go to yeah. a new place, and fresh start. Maybe go to a team that's not as good or not as much of a contender and kind of I don't yeah know. but if you go to a team that's not as much of a contender what are you signing for but maybe it's like a, a team that kind of has a lot of young pieces and just hasn't like figured it out yet i don't know so like the mariners 
That actually was was a thought I had. Um, I don't know. Honestly, they probably couldn't afford whatever he's going to ask for. In all reality, I feel like Seattle's got money. They wanted I, to. Well, that's why. That's why I say like I think it's kind of like the. I mean, yeah, you know what? Maybe they might be more of spenders than the Rays. But I, like we're kind of saying, that, I'd say imagine they're like yeah, the yeah, same yeah. level. But yeah. yeah, I can see them being more. Spenders but I feel like than Mariners, the Rays. Mariners get get Mariners get a better turnout. I feel like they make more money off the team. Mm-hmm. They have more of the other things that help them fund where they're going to grow. Right. And then there's a lot of money over there, you mm-hmm. know. And I there's been t- you and I have talked. That's a team that potentially could get bought in the not too distant future. Like yeah. there could be an ownership change that happens over there, mm-hmm. and and there's some guys who live in that area who have a lot of money true. who also own other Very sports true. teams. And are willing to put a lot of money into them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be curious to find out. Uh, but they're a team that, like, you're, like we were just saying, they're going to be very, very young, and they might be a guy, a, one or two guys who can really know the league, will consistently perform at an MLB level. Yeah, you know, you're that far away from okay. Now we can make some playoffs, so we can mm-hmm. do some stuff. Especially if you bring in a guy like Correa who has World Series experience and kind of be like a leader there and do that whole thing. Um, could be interesting. Definitely, definitely looking forward to the to the trade deadline. I think there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff. I hope the Mets make moves too, but I actually don't think we'll really need to, to be honest with you. Don't know if if that's gonna be in the cards at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you guys listening to us today. Thank you for coming yeah. out again. Now, remember, like and subscribe below, but also let us know who you think is on the move at the trade deadline. What places would you really like to see some veterans and some players get moved to? Uh, and who's a dark horse candidate to uh, make the playoffs, make some noise, and maybe uh, make a wild move at the trade deadline? Yeah, we'll be there very soon. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>